0: What's up? Hate ain't debate. So you know. It's my thing. Hate ain't debate. Hope over hate. That's where we're at. That's where we're going. I, uh, I got this note, man, I gotta read to you. um, In terms of hope. And how we make a difference, uh, I'm going to read this. This is a uh, note from a a, a beautiful young mother regarding her six-year-old daughter. Man, this girl, she's a warrior, man. She is gorgeous. So think about it, six years old. Have you seen, have you been around kids uh, with cancer? Have you? They're so much better than we are. It's an astounding uh, revelation you have when you, have cancer and you end up in the hillman with the kids and you see kids in treatment man they're just better than we are they're so full of joy and hope that they don't think about man this sucks they just go man until they can't and then they go some more it's amazing. I was in a a treatment center for kids with cancer. Man, there were kids in there with one leg, had it amputated because of cancer. They're throwing a football and laughing. I'm thinking, damn, I complain about lunch. Not enough chicken on this salad. The soda doesn't have enough ice. so tired of waiting on this waiter. This kid over here lost his leg to cancer and he's throwing a damn football. What's wrong with me, man? So, this mom, and we're going to hear from her shortly, because I think it defines the magnitude of hope versus hate, and what we can do to make a difference, and how a courageous effort of a young girl can actually inspire all of us, because we get down, it's, uh, it's part of the play these days, COVID, the economy. Being closed in, the political discourse, hope, loses to hate, people screaming and yelling, and then you hear this story. Remember, she's six years old, okay? Her mom sent me this. Her name's Zoe. Zoe was diagnosed with stage four high-risk neuroblastoma on May 28, 2020, after a couple months of unexplained fevers. Almost a year of our local hospitals and doctors not knowing what was wrong. Can you imagine? She, she's five at the time. She's six now. Okay? Zoe went through five rounds of chemo. Man. I got to be honest. I went through uh, three, and it was a torture. It was hell. It was hell on earth, ma'am. And I'm a grown man. I think I'm a tough guy. She went through five rounds. Check this out. Two stem cell transplants. Five-year-old. Twelve-hour surgery to remove her tumor. Twelve rounds of radiation. Five rounds of immunotherapy. Zoe was just able to ring the bell because she went into remission. Just rang the bell. Mom sent me this. Her doctors are at Children's. Andrew Bukin, Bukowinski. Sorry, doctor. It's her primary physician, oncologist. Ma'am, so she's alive. And you got to see her smile. I'm going to post this as we progress with this Opportunity to make a difference. Hope over hate. So, so the little one who's going to, by the way, uh, light the Christmas tree, at PPG place on light up night, little Zoe. She faces challenges, right? Because she's been through this. Side effects. Long term. In, in something I had no idea. This hit me like a hammer. So, And I should have thought of this but I'm stupid so I didn't. When you go through chemotherapy and radiation this serious oftentimes it destroys your ability to reproduce. Did you know this Michael? I had no idea. I was kind of threw me up against the wall. I had no idea. In other words it destroys your ovaries and they have to remove them oftentimes in the surgical procedures. And so I get this email like, wow. And th- then mom says, check this out. So they removed the eggs from her ovaries. Six-year-old man, which, by the way, again, clueless. So, so what a miracle, a medical miracle, that a girl this age could face the future Like, when she gets old enough and her mom has to say, hey, I got to tell you, you're alive, but you can never have kids. Now, some would say, well, thank God I'm alive, but some would say, man, I got cheated. Right? Because anyone out there listening knows how important it is to have a baby for so many women. It's a big, big deal. And so many couples get sideways over it, man. And so they, they took her eggs. Check this out, they freeze them, her eggs, which I had no idea, man. And excuse me if I'm missing some of the idiosyncrasies of the surgery or how it works with saving her eggs and removing her ovaries, but there they are, this little one who isn't old enough to know anything about having babies or eggs, right, but mommy is And mommy said, We got to do this. All right? That's where we come in. That's where we come in to make a difference. And we'll talk about that next. You got to hang in there. I wanted to start off the show with this because I think um, I'm not trying to bring you down because this is a story of uh, hope. It's just, uh, it's amazing. You're going to love how this plays out and how we're going to make a difference here. And in case folks are trying to figure out, what neuroblastoma is, which is what Zoe was diagnosed with. By the way, I'm clueless. I don't know any of this stuff, so. So it's a malignant cancer. affects the adrenal glands, neck, chest, and spinal cord. Often begins in the nerve tissue of the adrenal glands. There you go. It's, um, there are no known cures for relapsed neuroblastoma. It is one of the lowest survival rates of all pediatric cancers and accounts for 15% of all pediatric cancer deaths. Can you imagine hearing that about your daughter who's five? No, really. I I wouldn't be able to breathe. So so those are the odds that uh, Zoe was facing, and those are the odds that her mom was facing. I'm telling you, man, she rang the bell. When you ring the bell, whether it's Children's or whether it's Hillman, or whatever hospital it is, when you ring the bell, that means you made it through the uh, the program of chemotherapy and radiation. I'm thinking this morning as I read through this of the day that I rang the bell, I was horribly sick. And, and I think, in fact, I know they all stand there and there's balloons and everybody's cheering. And, and I wanted to throw up and die because, and I'm telling you this for context, because I had been through uh, three chemotherapy treatments uh, four months of uh, radiation, okay, and uh, several different uh, treatments of uh, immunotherapy, but it was the radiation and the chemo that really uh, made me sick. So I had made it through that, but I was so sick that day, I had I, I, I could barely raise my arms to a clap because I was uh, through the program and on a way to on the way to being healthy, and I'm cancer-free two years. This little one is now cancer-free and moving forward with her life. But, but I wanted to kind of give you the context of what she went through with the treatment because I was sick as hell, and I did not have uh, that much chemo. I had three rounds. She had five. St- Twelve hours of surgery. My surgery took less than two hours. I had a uh, cancerous tumor removed, one of my tonsils, and I had an inch-and-a-half tumor, cancerous tumor on my tongue. And what I'm saying is, I'm a grown man, and I'm supposed to be courageous and strong. And I, I really wanted to die. It was that disgustingly painful, and that draining. I remember my weight had gone from um, about 215 pounds to 158. I remember, I remember my uh, brother came over to the house. My brother Chris. And I had uh, a T-shirt on, and I pulled the T-shirt up. And my underwear fell down completely to my ankles. Now, I wasn't trying to expose myself to my brother, but I was trying to show him how a cancer just kicks your butt. It's just disgusting pain and all that. But it was worth it. And I'm trying to give you context for this girl's five, man. And she went through a lot more than I did. And she's gorgeous, and she's smiling, and she's laughing, and she's lighting up the tree at PPG Place on light night, light up night lit up night as we used to call it and all she has is this positive vibe and so for context here so in the process of communicating with her mom her mom says so Marty they take their eggs and they freeze them which I think is amazing right but but here's the catch and I'm not saying this is a bad thing because we're addressing this but I never knew they did this I never knew and I never knew what it would cost. So it's about 300 bucks a year to keep the eggs frozen. Okay? And if you're a young mother, hardworking, that ends up being a significant amount of money. Let's say you freeze the eggs until she's 30 years old. Right? Right? That's thousands of dollars. We're going to fix that. Today, hope over hate. Tina, go ahead. Hey, Tina.
1: Oh, hi, Marty. I'm sorry. I didn't hear you for a minute. Anyway, I just wanted to um, tell you this. My son, he went to Central too, by the way. Mm. And when he was five, he had gotten leukemia. And in those days, they were just coming out with treatments and they were all experimental. And thank God he made it. But then they told me that he would never have children oh. because of the um, radiation yes. and the chemotherapy. And then they did radiation and all his glands, his neck, his groin, you know, everywhere. And uh, he never could have children. But then they told me that when he got older, <laughs> he would get thyroid cancer. Uh-huh. And he did just a couple years ago, oh. and it was metastasized. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, so it's just horrible, and I know what that mother's going through.
0: Is he in treatment now, ma'am?
1: Well, right now he's um, <clears throat> he had treatments, for, and they operated on him twice, oh. but it metastasized, so it comes back, and now they're um, going to do some scans on him to see if it went anywhere else, like his brain or his uh, lungs. How old is he? He's 54. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, it's just horrible, I know, what you go through and what this little
2: mother is going through. It's terrible.
0: Hey, so I'm going to grab your number if you don't mind. Do you mind?
2: No. All no, right.
0: I don't. Because I need to see if we can help in any way. Is it okay? Uh-huh. All right. Mother's worsening. Honestly, that's her boy. Come on, man. We help who we can. I've learned over the years that kids have a lot more courage than we do. I learn more from kids, from my kids, than I could ever teach them. And I haven't even met little Zoe, and I'm already learning about courage and intestinal fortitude and attitude and spirit and winning and hope. That's what it's all about. I had to grab... Her mom this morning because i find this story to be so compelling Asteria, how are you
2: good how are you marty
0: fantastic how's the little one doing
2: she's doing well she's doing well she just got a report card so she's super excited because this is her first year in school so she got all a's and she's just ecstatic
0: so there's a there's so many things here that i don't know about this and i'm i'm so glad this was sent to me and that we co- hooked up because it's actually inspirational and it had me thinking and learning First of all, when you heard that she had this type of cancer and it's one of the deadliest childhood cancers, it had to freak you out. Had to, right? Oh, my gosh.
2: I was I I think I was numb. Like, I didn't know what to do or what to think. Um, You know, we went to children's just thinking, okay, why is she having all these fevers? We dealt with fevers for about six months and no one could explain them. It was strep throat. It was, you know, a bunch of other things. We finally go up to children. about 24 hours later. They're like, okay, we're going to do one more test, and then we're going to get you out of here. And we never left. Um, they oh. started chemo right away. Oh. They had a team of doctors flown in. Um, the next day, I woke up to about eight different doctors. Um, they were all amazing, but I was just like, what is going on?
0: It takes your breath away. I, it's kind of surreal. I remember when I was diagnosed and a similar occurrence happened. Uh, I started chemo immediately in radiation, and I'm a grown man. I gotta I got tell you, and you know this because you lived it, that chemo is hell, right? Oh my God, yes, yes. So, so how do you keep your attitude and her attitude okay when she's going through that living hell, how?
2: You know, they said, the doctors told me at the beginning, you know, kids are resilient. They don't understand what's going on, so they pushed through. So I actually was, oh, I'm not going to say I was okay, because I clearly wasn't. But seeing her push through, like, it meant the world to me. I'm like, okay, I have to push through. If I got to cry, I got to cry in the bathroom away from her, because she's pushing. She thinks this is just a normal every day. <laughs> you know, she doesn't think anything's wrong with her. She's on the floor with, you know, kids that begin to look like her and it was covid so everyone had on masks thankfully uh. so she just didn't know she knew she was sick but she didn't know the extent so i think she actually liked the attention <laughs> yes.
0: no no i've experienced this uh, i was in a cancer ward and it's interesting you should say that i saw kids who had lost their leg to cancer who were throwing a football around and giggling they're like yeah. little they're like little Tinker Bells. yes right Yes. yeah that's fascinating. I mean, it was
2: definitely rough on her body. Um, she's a twin, so I think it was rough for them too to be so apart because they haven't been apart since birth. Um, but beyond that, she was just living. She was living. She loved the nurses and the doctors, <laughs> and those became her family.
0: That's a great place, man. So um, when was she ringing that bell? She
2: rang the bell on September 1st. Okay. I believe it was. I'm get. I might get the dates
0: mixed all up. Right. She just rang not too long ago. All right. So, so check this out. So here's what I had. I kind of vaguely had information about it, but I, I really wasn't familiar with the details. I had no way of knowing, and I'm wondering if you did. That first of all, I knew that this sort of treatment kills any opportunity to have children. Right? They tell you this, right? Yes. What do they tell yes. you?
2: Yes. So this of course was like day two they come into my room and they're like we need to know if you want to store her eggs now and i'm like this is day two you know i'm like what they're like we need to know now because if so we have to get on board with getting her ovary out so that we can store it so that when she gets older she wants to have kids or not and i'm on her own with her own eggs and i'm like why are we talking about kids wow. she's four? So she was So she was I made that decision. Yeah, she was four. Oh I'm God. like, you know, this is crazy. Wow. Um, But I made it because I'm like, okay, I don't want to take that, cho- that choice away from her, you know, immediately. I said, you know, I don't care. Even if she doesn't want to have kids, we're not going to know that for plenty of years to come.
0: I had never, Asteria, I had no, did you have any idea that four-year-olds had eggs? No. Well, they, so
2: the way it works, is I guess they take the ovary and they allow it to grow, oh, wow. so they don't have the eggs technically yet, but they will whenever the age is to have them. What? From from what they explained to me, they
0: incubate it basically. That's unbelievable. And then, then they freeze the eggs. Yes. Yep. R- right. So right now it's like tissue. Wow.
2: It's crazy. Wow. And it's also crazy that this is even a thing, you know. Um, and then I, I asked them, I'm like, okay, so what happens when she does want her eggs? Then she would have to go through fertility treatment."
0: Yeah. Wow. Man, but, but you agreed to the procedure?
2: Yes, and, yes. And so we now? Had it early on because they said the treatment would, um, you know, basically take all that out. Man.
0: Sterilize her, in essence.
2: Yes. I had a lot of early decisions.
0: Man. Well, you did the right thing. Um, yeah,
2: I didn't want to take anything away from her.
0: This has been an epiphany for me. I, I am hysteria, I had no idea. And, and look, we're not complaining here, but there's a cost to this, right? Yes, yes. A financial cost. Describe that, please.
2: So basically, they paid for the first year, um, and of course, my year was crazy. So then I got a phone call, and they're like, "Hey, you're past due. Um, you owe three hundred okay. dollars ninety-five to be exact." And I'm like, "Okay, is this the yearly cost?" And they're like, yes. I'm like, okay. So it that's the it's about three hundred dollars a year up until basically she's financially able to take over herself. Wow.
0: So those eggs, this this could be there for her. Let's say she gets married and wants to have a kid at 25, they could still be there. Yeah.
2: Yep. Yep.
0: But it's three hundred bucks a year in essence. Yep. And for for someone like you, I don't want to speak for you. For a lot of folks, it's kind of an added three hundred bucks you don't have lying around.
2: Absolutely. Like, I just, um, I was just telling them, I'm like, I just went back to work. We just got out of treatment. <laughs> like, this is a lot right now.
0: <laughs> hey, can I ask you a stupid question? Why are you so happy?
2: I don't, you know, honestly, when I, what I've seen her go through, yeah. and I'm sure you be going through it yourself, like there's worse that could have happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's worse that's going on in the world. Like I have seen, a lot of kids yep. gain wings. Yep. I've seen a lot of kids, you know, and these are babies.
0: And they pass. You know, seen, I'm guessing you've it, seen it's kids. Hard. Yep, yep. And
2: it's like you look at the world a lot differently after going through something like that because I'm grateful, you know, because that couldn't have been our story. That, that could have been, you know, our story could have went any other way.
0: Wow. So um, I know you're at work. Do you have to go back to the job or can you hang five more minutes?
2: Oh, yeah, I got five
0: minutes. All right, hang in there. There's more to this. Uh, I I was blown away by this story. I had no, I'm an idiot, but I had no idea that you could conduct a procedure that would allow a four-year-old girl to have kids when she's 25 that you would have her eggs for. I I had no idea. Man, this story is so motivating. This little girl, six years old, cancer survivor, and, and she's got a big night coming up. Sir, mom, Mysterio Award, Big night, right? Coming up.
2: Yes, light up night. She's so excited. What's she doing? She is lighting the PPG place
0: tree. Come on. How cool is that?
2: She is so excited.
0: It's so fascinating. Hey, so you know, and I, I had to keep you on to tell you this. Um, I will have news for you this afternoon, but so we figure this is about $300 a year. I figure that we got to keep these preserved for her at least until she's 25, right? Right. So at least 20 more years, right? Yes. By the end of the day, when we we talk, I will have um, it in place. We we will have someone to pay for the next 20 years and maybe more, okay? Gosh. That's amazing. I just think that. That's just so amazing. I I just think that we have to make a difference, And, and it's why we're here. And what you said about her is so true that, man, I'm sitting here looking at her picture and that big smile. Is she like this all the time? She's so happy.
2: She has a little sass to her, though. She has a little sass.
0: Oh, I like that. I've had sass my entire career. It's why I'm sitting here. All right. <laughs> hey, I got to say something before I let you go. You sent me a note that you were a horrible interview. Are you are yes, you crazy? Yes.
2: I'm terrible. I felt public speaking.
0: (laughs) You're unbelievable. And your spirit. Well,
2: I appreciate that feedback, definitely. Oh, oh,
0: I absolutely love you. And no wonder she's so darn positive. Listen to your voice. You exude joy and optimism. And it means so much. Thank you, Asteria. Thank you. All right. We'll call you later. We're going to do this by the end of the day. Great stuff.